previously on Unplugged Church Edition. I'm talking about any time I felt challenged, whether it was in my job, whether it was having more bills than I had money or anything. Nothing could give me any type of satisfaction or reconnection or gratification as a man like being with a woman. Because it was the only place at that stage of my life that I felt empowered. I knew how to please her. I couldn't pay that bill, but I knew how to make her respond to me in a way that felt like we're going to have a real conversation. I knew how to make her respond to me. I know how to make her respond to me in a way that made me feel like a man. And I would run to that well. Why? Because the church itself did not know how to give me back manhood. And you know what? Now continuing our soulful conversations. Might of that struggle yeah. to still have a sense of purpose and to still be able now. I ain't got to, Paul also said, don't continue in sin that grace may abound. Now, I ain't talking about you understanding that thorn and it becoming a license to go be nasty and just do you. That's not what it means. But we have to find a balance. And the church has to get back. In our church, we have a program um, for boys that's called the Hood Project. Um, The Hood stands for helping overcome obstacles daily. We take these boys and teach them how to change a tire. Teach them how to put brakes on the car. Teach them how to do basic everyday manhood stuff. We get feedback from their mothers because most of them are in single woman households um, about areas that they're struggling in life. And we taking them and we teaching them foundational manhood. I don't care what nobody say. I ain't got no problem with the feminists, the whole women's lib movement. I don't want no smoke. But at the end of the day, a man has to know how to be a man. A principle, the very principles of marriage are rooted in manhood and womanhood. He said, husbands love your wife like Christ loved the church. Husbands have one role and function in a marriage. That is always be willing to sacrifice for the greater good. That's what Jesus did. That's what loving your wife like Christ loved the church and that he gave his life for. No woman wants to be with a man where she does not understand her value. Her value can be rooted in those sexual places or it can be rooted in the sense of somebody taking this man and teaching him what God gave to Adam in the beginning, which was a sense of purpose for giving him a help meet in the first place. Women have been my greatest champion in my life and they've been my greatest victims at the same time. Until a time came of real deliverance. And deliverance wasn't this spooky thing where somebody laid hands on me, knocked me on the floor, and I got up and everything was fixed. It was when I got in the word of God to understand. My pastor gave me a book called Why I Love Black Women by Michael Eric Dyson. And it broke me because it began to chronicle women that had been a part of his life from his kindergarten teacher all the way up and through the woman that he married. I said it broke me because it helped me to realize that where men, the only man that was ever in my life, the greatest man alive was my grandfather. My own father rejected me. Mm-hmm. Whatever was going on in his life, he didn't have time to be there to validate. When you see men in the Bible, it's the laying on of hands from elder men that validate them. And while my grandfather was there insufficient, that generational gap still left something broken because what should have been the lineage with my father wasn't there. Mm-hmm. And I don't make excuse with that. I'm just telling you how we get to these places. Right. My mother and everybody else did their best. And women were always the greatest champions. Even 
even when it came, when Freddie Pastor met me, she just pulled me in, gave me some of my earliest ministry opportunities. It was at a time when I was transitioning, just learning how to play keyboard. I ain't no one note from the next. They would let me come up there and make me feel like I was the greatest keyboard player ever. I'm talking about, it was always, I remember school teachers, it was always the women, and yet here I am mm -hmm. in every space of brokenness victimizing women mm -hmm. because I didn't know any other way to deal with my manhood until that day the woman of God broke that thing on my life. Mm -hmm and help me on a path because it ain't change overnight right but help me on a path to discover that there really was something wrong and the only thing could fix it was understanding purpose the purpose for who i am the purpose for why god gave us women in the earth mm. through his word mm, so what about single ministry in church do you think that helps I, me and my husband was joking was like sometimes it just help you stay single but does it help you process or as a church y'all are leaders in the church what should we be helping singles do in these single ministries if y'all agree with single ministries i think single ministries are more of like a support group oh, so we all okay. hang out together occupy our time help you keep stay each single, other out you stay single right? exactly <laughs> so i don't understand well okay. being in a single ministry is not going to help you get married okay or know what to do in marriage so don't look for no support or preparation for marriage in singles ministry you cannot prepare somebody cannot prepare you for marriage who is not married themselves okay okay so that's my take on the okay. situation if the, you can have um speakers come into your single ministry yeah. and okay. talk about preparing and what a wife should be and stuff mm -hmm. but a single person cannot help other singles be married okay that sounds that's good. just my opinion not unless they divorced Okay, <laughs> that's what you don't do. <laughs> but do you think, so, and I understand what you're saying um, from that aspect, but what, what about the aspect of helping you to stay holy? Yes, or, that's where know, the support comes in. Like Y'all can go bowling group. together, occupy time, spend all these trips, you know, hang support. out with each other. Support, support, yes. exactly. Like a, um, Keep you from being weak, right. kind of like, and trouble. you can have discussions exactly. about, you know, or, you know, certain individuals exactly. if you're, you, okay. Being honest, though, you have to be brutally honest, too. Yes, you And do. that's what I think we just have a, I love Pastor Barbie because he is so honest. What I discovered is when Jesus taught it, he didn't teach about getting married. People can get married, don't stay married. He didn't teach about being married. People can be married and be miserable. He taught about two things being a wife and being a husband. And until we get into singles ministry and tell people that, um, the Bible says when a man finds a wife, he finds a good thing. That don't mean go find some chick and marry her. That's true. That by, in their day, women were taken and they were prepared. They were prepped. In yeah. our day and time, we've got to create spaces where the elder women are teaching some of the old school principles that help women become wives. That, so that they understand what the word of God means when it talks about being a wife wives are still getting married a lot of women aren't but wives are still getting married because men are still finding and then we got to help women to understand some of y'all been prepared but you wasting wife on somebody that ain't gonna never marry you you wasting wife on somebody that gonna never marry you then we got to take the men and help them to understand that when jesus talked about us he said a husband and he gave it to us a husband is what my grandfather was my grandfather was a husband to the degree that I didn't even find out he wasn't biologically my grandfather till later in life. Mm. Because he showed up, 
He took this family on, and he when they when my grandfather left, they carried him out on the gurney on December the nineteenth. I mean, December seventeenth, twenty nineteen, dead. That's how much and how firm his commitment was. He said, love your wife like Christ loved the church. A man who does not understand sacrifice, mm -hmm. a man that has any sense of self-centeredness uh, in him is never going to make a good husband, yes. ever. It, but we want to run around and marry people because they got a title or because they can say, shata, bo, shata, ba, 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 or because they got a call to preach. Mm -hmm. You better leave him in this call to preach right there and go find somebody that understand what it means to sacrifice for the greater good. I started examining what the scriptures say, and it messed me up worse than I already was. Let me tell you why. Because it gave me a standard that I can't compromise now. I know when I look at her, she might be amazing in the bed, but she ain't no wife. Yes. I'm a, I told difference. you I'm always keep it real. She is not a wife. I understand There's now that difference. I'm going to uh, I'm going to know but from the know, day that I see her. But you said something too that there is not enough um, leaders or older you know saints in the church teaching these younger you know wives mm -hmm. or husbands how to be a wife and a husband because I did have that. In my leadership, mm -hmm. my first leadership, when I first got saved, and I was married young, um, but my pastor, he taught me. And that's he thing. taught me As how a man. to be a wife. Mm -hmm. My pastor taught me how to be a wife to my husband. Mm -hmm. And my and then I seen my spiritual mother being a wife to him Beautiful. and taking care of all his needs. But I also seen flaws in her. But when I would see the flaws in her, he, you know what he would do? He would always come to me and say, Baby, don't worry about me. God let me go That's and crash the Brenda, Brenda Davis's house for one reason. Mm -hmm. He let me go in there for one reason. He showed me her in her church space where she is the woman of God. She is the one with the word in her mouth. She is the leader. He took me into her house. I went in there for some rehearsals and other stuff. But to show me that in that space, she never stopped being her husband's right. wife. Right. And mm -hmm. I ain't never seen him at the church either. Hey, but he's definitely, that's what helped me. And I, and you're absolutely right because one thing she will, and literally well, the females in our church now are all married. Wow. And because she, is, she, living, taught, she is one of the living he, examples. As a wife, you do this and I, you get, and it, it helps. It definitely helps. It that's definitely it. And this is the helps. thing though. Because we don't, we like the word the way we like the word. The word says this, right? The sanctified wife sanctifies the husband. It's a whole bunch of people that's probably putting their mouth on that man because he ain't walked in the church and they gonna bust hell wide open and he gonna be right in heaven because of who his wife is. Maybe they're the reason why he didn't come to the church because he watched them. And that's scripture. The Bible said that the good life would draw him yes, without right. the word to exactly. the cross. And yeah. I think that's every, it goes back to do you know God exactly. as a wife, as a husband, as whoever you are in single or married, you, you got to know him. And I, and in my journey, that's where I develop because it helps me to be a wife. Because it's really not to the man. I'm just right. using Elder Stacy. Right. It's not to my husband. It's unto God. That's and it. even if whatever we are agreement or not, I can follow the support of the vision God gave the husband because I'm submitted to God. If you right. aren't submitted to God, he made a likeness to the <sighs> husband to Christ. Mm -hmm. That says 
great oh. huge things. Mm. Great huge things. Like when you when you really think about it, it it's it's enough that the divorce mm -hmm. divorce is, is divorce is higher in the church than it is in the world. Mm -hmm. Divorce happens more in Western civilization than it does anywhere else in the world. That is crazy to me. Yeah, but when we think about what we look at as successful or empowered in the church, it has no root in, not God, but it has no root in manhood and womanhood. We Gender roles um, is not particularly a great thing because womanhood and manhood ain't about gender roles. It ain't about who cooked because they, the, the Bible says that uh, it was Esau that went out and prepared to kill and brought it back and cooked it up and all of that for his father. Men, the it, it, in, in the woman in Proverbs, she went out and she was the merchant, right? Exactly. She the bread went. Exactly. <laughs> then you got JL <laughs> and all of that. You, you, <laughs> got, you got JL, you know what I mean? And, and all these women in here, Deborah was a, a, a great judge and yeah. still had a wife. So you let them people that struggle over women and what women's roles are, you can struggle over that. But I'm talking about Ooh. woman. Hood. I'm talking about understanding the essence of what God had in mind when he knew that that was exactly what Adam needed. It wasn't about cooking. It wasn't about cleaning. It was about her being, and I, this is the thing that I, I don't care nothing about your favorite color because I'm, I understand compatibility to not be how much we have in common, but how many of the voids in my life are you to answer to? That's what compatibility is really like. When you got that square hole and she comes and just happens to be the square peg. Again, while she may never pick up a microphone, she may never preach, may never do, I don't care about none of that. But she made the most of me. I'm talking about she knows how to create and to preserve because the greatest thing in my life at 46 years old is peace. I have. Re I used to say when I get this, 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 and this, I can have me some peace. I now say when I have peace, I can go get this, 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 and this. So the first deterrent when I see you is if you got a tumultuous spirit or something going on, something over there look like it ain't settled, gone, sis. I'm gonna pray for you here. It's peace. So the person that cannot get, can, and I don't need her to be my peace. I need her to match my peace. Y'all was talking about that or thing about happiness earlier. I don't need you to be my happiness. I need you to match my happiness. Meaning, I'm over here and worked all this time to build this peaceful existence. And you're going to come with all your torment and mess over here and talk about I love you. Now, go on, sis. Get yourself together. <laughs> I think as a woman, we have to be able to create the atmosphere of peace. We have to bring the peace with us. If we want peace to be in her home, we have to bring it. We have to have it inside of us. Order will never exist, and you're always living in chaos. Well, you got to learn how to command yes. the peace in exactly. your home. Come on, come in. Exactly. You have to learn yes. how to cook. Cause the exactly. I, and you know, a good friend of mine, my good friend, he, he's a male, um, and he would always say, you know, if you don't let it come across your threshold, it right. can't get into your Talk house. You got to stop it at the door. And what's this Bishop Bloomer? Long time ago, my husband heard a message of his preach that if you have any issues, arguments, he was saying when he when he he was married because I believe he's divorced now but when he was married he said that him and his wife whenever they would have a, you know a, a, get into a confrontation or argument they would go outside their household mm -hmm. and so my husband did pick up that part you know well you are let's go outside you okay, know let, let's go okay, outside okay. but you know that the another thing is my 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 spiritual father rest his soul he taught me I used to have a terrible mouth 
Mm -mm. I used to can make my husband. Yes, I can make my husband feel this small. I'm just, you know, telling the truth and shame the devil. But the Lord stopped me in my tracks one day and said, before you talk to him like that, say it to me. And I was like, I mean, like audibly, I heard that from God. Jesus. So I was like, my God. She's helping somebody. Yes, I'm trying to help somebody. So. He taught me how to be a wife and not a knife. And so then my pastor, my spiritual father came and he nurtured that. Mm -hmm. So when his wife would start fussing at him, he would be like, mm -hmm. he would not say a mumbling word. Mm -hmm. And he would always just pat my arm. Because like you say, mm -hmm. I was, you know, I was their spiritual daughter. I was assistant pastor. Mm -hmm. right I was all things in the church. Mm -hmm. right. And I also helped them with, the, they didn't have any um, natural children. So I helped them a lot in their, you know, personal life at home and stuff but he would never argue back mm. with his wife and I don't care how much mother jinx would argue he would never argue back with her and he would always be like baby always hold your peace and let the Lord fight your battles because that's the way you control mm. your peace yes and that's Definitely. easy for us women to have a good comeback <laughs> And that's how I learned how to stop putting my mouth on my husband and tearing my husband down beautiful. and tearing my marriage that's down beautiful. because then I was tearing a man down, oh, man. you know. I like the aspect when you said go outside. Mm -hmm. That's good. You go outside, the neighbors will hear everything you're saying, so, but you want to keep face in front of the neighbors. So if you ain't going to say it in front of the oh, neighbors, exposure. don't say it in the house. Oh. But the, the, the his, a historical context. Um, in this country, as it pertains to the black man, whenever they wanted to strip us and to demoralize us, they made us feel less than men before our women. Our, if you go and look up until the 60s, up until the 60s, you see them people out there marching this whole families. Yeah. This emasculation of men and, 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 and taking their manhood away in the sense that the house didn't start until the 70s. Mm. It started with drugs being filtrated into our community and snatching fathers. Then the war on drugs come behind it and throw them in prison and all this. The breakdown of the family is the bane of the existence of the black community. Mm -hmm. So for uh, uh, you to be strategically placed into their house for you to get that stuff that you don't particularly get inside the four walls of the church God was setting you up to have a good marriage mm -hmm. he put you in B.G. Davis's life mm -hmm. so that you could have a good marriage mm -hmm. I literally had the grandfather that I had and now listen I'm clear why my grandmother is in my house mm -hmm. what he was to her is what I'm being trained to be Absolutely. so that God can go. This is the final stage of my training and preparation. And we got to get back to teaching people. You can't fall in love and get married. Mm -hmm. Sit down somewhere and learn something, dummy. <laughs> Don't know nothing. They want to sit here, run out here, get married. When I see these two young people working these camera <laughs> and stuff, moving together. Somebody, listen, somebody... <laughs> Somebody taught them how to be a couple. You are. see them moving together and all that <laughs> sort of thing. Right. And look, because she could be yes. Freddie and them late when he coming home. No, she yes. right here yeah, with him. So you never, and movie. she understands her, her, her position, oh, and he understands his position and what God gave them together. Yeah. Amen. He ain't yeah. had to try to make her that. This natural for her. That's it. She That's said, put it. your Amen. bag away, bro. But Get them what? things on the, the table. Bishop in Baltimore taught me that one summer, and it changed my life. This scripture, he that findeth a wife. He said, my wife, Bishop Carl Pierce, said, was a wife before I met her. Although I met her in college, 
she already had the wife on her. So you're absolutely That's right. The truth. And That's that just it. shifted my and it was right. at somebody else, our common friend, ordination service. And it was more like, hmm, huh, I, I do I have a wife. And it just shifted <laughs> my mindset yes. to start taking my mouth off and have a higher level of who I am. Right. So I know you got one more statement, but in conclusion, just so y'all can start getting your thoughts together, to that young man, young woman, that's, I'm gonna just say a saved person, because you know, whether you administer or not, you still have to have integrity. You know, I know levels are different. I know you're seen more. You know, people behind the pulpit just seen more, but them streets got something else to say. That Facebook, you can show, oh, we're so happy and I'm so saved, but them cousins and them people, friends, coworkers, you were just cussing such and such out when that lady didn't give you a check. They know you. What do you say to that person that's struggling, that's actually like, listen, I love God. I do. I want to please him. I'm struggling a little bit, trying to, you know, have this integrity. I don't know as much as Pastor Marvin. I'm not as educated as co-pastor Victoria. But what do you do? What are some practical things that they can do to keep them? in their salvation and being saved. Because there's a lot of young people that have a love for God. What do you think? We're going to let you go first. (laughs) My mind goes back to 1 Corinthians. Come through? Yeah, chapter 13. Okay. Mm. And it goes to Galatians 5 and Mm -hmm. 20. Mm -hmm. Mm. There's a lot of growing that we need to do as individuals. We come to Christ, we don't know anything. And we need to develop the character of Christ in our life. And after we begin to produce the fruit that Christ talks about in the Galatians, it'll, bring, it'll build us up and be, help us become stronger. It'll help us to be that Christian that we're supposed to be. And just not it, the Christian that we're supposed mm-hmm. to be, but the people or the person yes. that God has called us to be. Absolutely. Even in our homes, people may, should be able to see the fruit of God being produced in our lives. And I know it says, well, you know, you're, you guys are all talking all biblical and stuff, but until you work on yourself, you shouldn't even be looking at or looking for anybody else. So when we improve our own selves and we do what we need to do for ourselves and for for our families, that's when God will open up the doors and allow that person as a woman to find us or as a man to find that woman. But they have to see the fruit that God is asking us to or telling us to work on or the production of that fruit in our lives, even before they'll even find us. So I think yes, it does. And the more fruit that is that the more you practice the fruit, because the first fruit is love. And then from love all the other fruit, well, patience, oh, temperance, all that. Endurance. Right. And part of the fruit is endurance. Exactly. Right? So we you have know, to learn how to yes. endure. Mm-hmm. Or Enduring means what? Waiting, going yes. through, so, suffering. We mm-hmm. got to learn how to learn do all of that. Mm-hmm. You just can't wake up and say, oh, I'm saved and I got all these things. Mm-hmm. Because no, it'll come out. You won't even see the fruit. But you got to work on it. Mm-hmm. And it is a work. It's not something that God says, here's your fruit. Nope. Nope. You got to go through trials and tribulations and waiting and process. enduring. Yes, the, the process in order for the fruit to be produced in our lives. Mm-hmm. And when that fruit's produced, it'll shine just like Jesus. that light that God has called us to oh, be. Beautiful. And then the person who God has for us or the person who's looking for the fruit that we have, they'll find us. Right. So that's like being a wife while you're single. Yes. So like I like what you say. He mm-hmm. said you, gotta, you have to already that be a wife. You can't be single and be looking for a husband. Mm-hmm. You have to already like, oh, 
always say too, like um, Pastor Marvin said too, mm -hmm. you have to develop those characteristics yes. and those and the fruit of a wife yes. before you even become somebody's wife because you know how they say uh, that's a wifey or that's a mm -hmm. thought or you know, that's there's a difference, right? So your husband, like you say, you're going to know your wife because the Bible does say mm -hmm. he that finds a wife. Mm -hmm. So the, the man, the husband has to find the wife. Right. So it means that she's already a wife, right. even in her singleness. Right. So she has to be learn how to be a wife before right. she can truly be someone's exactly. wife. And not giving those wifely goodies or wifely treats to somebody that's not your husband. Or responsible. Right. Because, exactly. you know, we like to, let me show him that I can be a good wife. Right. We do. We, yeah. As a woman, yeah. we like to say, oh, let me show him. I'm sure Pastor Marvin have experienced that. You know, we've gone oh, through. Yes. Let yeah. me show him. Let me be that wife. But that's not scripture. That's just who you are is more than what you do. But you're, that exactly. should be exuding. They should be able that to just smell good. that from you. I was single and people was like, you must got a man. Like, how do you, you don't know me because <laughs> you're just too complete you're just too comfortable who you are right here and i'm like that's nothing to do with him i know who i am but go ahead i know you want no to you just said it um coming into christ as a young man coming out of prison um coming into the church where the status and standing that i had whether it be in the streets behind the prison walls the ability to you know make things happen in that world that i was familiar with and coming into the church where i had no clout no real power, no standing. Everything that God had get, ever given me <clears throat> in the sense of a gift, whether it be the call on my life, opportunities was all about trying to validate myself. Um, it took me a while to learn that I don't have to prove to you or to me what God already approved of. Um, what I would say to young people is really sit down and get to understand who you are. Mm -hmm. Sit down, and I'm talking before you go do anything, mm -hmm. before you go work a job for 25 years, it's not going to be edifying. Mm -hmm. Before you start picking up a microphone, trying to prove who you are to the world by preaching, mm -hmm. before you do any of that, go sit down and understand through God's word who you are. The gifts that were in my life, Bishop Jones Sanders, mm -hmm. Adela Holt, Dr. Miles Monroe, people who literally had while every, I wanted everything to be so deep in, in the cosmos and come down to only come down to the reality that it's the practicality of God that would help me as a person know how to walk through this life. I had a young man who I mentored outside the church come to church and he's a ordained a licensed minister. He got his license at a legitimate church. He walked away because he wanted them to make him something he wasn't. He said he was going to come over and hang out with me. Mm -hmm. Asked me one day, man, when are you going to let me preach? When you get a job? We don't do that. <laughs> when you get a job? Mm -hmm. You don't have a job. You can't get yourself to and from church. What are you going to preach? Mm. What are you going to preach? I became a man suitable for marriage when I became a man, not an adult male. I was an adult male for a long time before I became a man. Paul said it this way. When I was a child, I speak as a child. I did all these other things. When I became a man, he didn't say I started speaking as a man. He said this, I put childish things away. 
I had a whole bunch of childish ways, childish Mm. habits, and childish things. If you have not put away your childish habits, your childish, sit down and spend some time with you. It's the greatest thing you ever going to do. Before you turn your call to preach in and before you get to doing all that other stuff, sit down and spend some time with you and be honest with yourself about your struggle. My old bishop would say this, you're only as sick as your secrets. You can go and put them in a place where you hiding, you keeping secrets and all of that, but you're going to walk with the sickness associated with whatever that sin is mm-hmm. as long as you continue to put it in a secret place. Mm-hmm. Spend some time with yourself. Be real with yourself. I say now, I put it, Freddie knew exactly what she was getting when she invited me. I put it all on the table. You make the decision whether you're going to have me or not. If you do, it's going to be to the glory of God. If you don't, it's cool. I love you. <laughs> Absolutely. That was really good. That was good. I am so glad that we brought this out because there are a lot of people that are single, that are in ministry, that want to be in ministry, and they don't know how to navigate or how to work it out. And there's just some people that's just like, look, I'm tired of being single. I want to meet. But learning who you are, Mm -hmm. learning how to submit fully to God and learning to become who you need to become before that comes is the key. It. Amen. Thank you guys so much for coming. I really, really appreciate it. I pray blessings over y'all and the right makes come at the Amen. right time. Yes. The right Amen. time. Amen. We're going to be at the wedding like, mm-hmm. yes. Hallelujah. Glory to God. <laughs> so thank y'all. Thank y'all. Thank y'all so much. I'm sure this is, has been a blessing. Please comment. Share yes. it, pass, bless somebody else. I mean, I know there's a lot of people that might need to hear yes. or maybe even encouraged or can relate. Um, and of course, we want you to send emails. We want you to let us know how you feel. Maybe you have a testimony yes. about Please. what you've gone through as yes. single or, you know, from where you are to getting married. And even if you had got divorced and had to learn how to be single all over again, share it. Exactly. You know, a lot of people are in different states. I know people have different thoughts about being divorced in the body of Christ, but it's real. We got to still deal with it, regardless of how you feel, agree with it or not, it happens. So we need encouragement. We need love. We need to support each other, as you said, yes. in the singles. It's a support group. Yes. Let's think about it. So, yes. Stacey, you have anything to say? No, I'm just, it was just a phenomenal com- conversation. And I we got to get y'all back. You yes. yes, yes. Because this can go a lot deeper. And we know Pastor Mark can get ready. He's ready. He has a lot he has to say. He has a lot he can share. (laughs) But you know what? We need this. We need the the brutal honesty, you know, because it helps all of us heal from the standpoint of a man and also from a standpoint of a wife, a a, a woman, being a single woman. You know, you know what a man is looking for. So all of that is very helpful. And it's needed in the church. This conversation was needed. And what you added, you added so much value to this topic. And so I just appreciate you for that and you as well you added so much value to the topic so we appreciate you guys for that and we pray that this has helped you all Mm -hmm. and it has added value to your life and and if you have anything that you know any advice that you can even add to the conversation do that as well leave them in the comments we would appreciate it absolutely so continue to like 
Subscribe, share. We on Spotify and YouTube, Instagram and Facebook. Every for Friday. that for right now. Yes. We'll soon come in the clubhouse. <laughs> yes, yes. Every first every and first and third Thursday. Yes. So stay tuned. We have some more great topics. And again, if you have a suggestion or a topic you would like for us to discuss or cover, please don't hesitate to email us at unplug number four me at gmail.com. God bless you guys. Love y'all, sugar plums. Thank you for viewing and listening to Unplugged Church Edition. Remember to subscribe to both Spotify and YouTube. Don't forget, like, follow, and share on Instagram and Facebook. Thank you again for listening to Unplugged Church Edition as we continue to have soulful conversations.